September 19th, 2022, in Masechet Sanhedrin and Aleph. If you count down in the widest lines, it's 12 lines down. It's the third word on the line. The Gemara continues with regards to its derashot in the context of the life, but more specifically, the sin of David HaMelech. Says the Gemara, Amar Yehuda, Amar Rav, Afilu Bisha'at Helio Shel David, Kiem Shemona Asre. So the Gemara in the aftermath, in the effects after David and Bathsheba imagines and envisions David as looking to make things better. We'll have the requests of Teshubah, the requests of Mechilav, Kapara from HaKadosh Baruch from... David in his direction just a moment, but before that, Rav Yehuda Marav, reading this pasuk carefully in Tehillim, understands that David looks to do this interpersonally as well. Even at the time that he was sick, even at the end of his life, perhaps even, the Gemara will tell us, in the six months of Tzara'at, or in the life of David, he was looking to better himself with regards to his wives, not with others, but with his wives themselves. So even Bisha'at Helio, even at the time that he was sick, he was fulfilling with eight, his 18 wives the misvav ona. How do you know that it was even during this time period as it was difficult for him? In other words, even when he's not deriving pleasure and benefit from a personal standpoint with regards to relations with his wives, he's doing so. Well, the Pasuk describes, there's a yigi'ah, there's an effort as he's groaning, that's the bed which is filled with tears is that which he's filling. So the, the vision of Rav Yudan, the name of Rav is one in which David, even when it's difficult, even when there's no lust, there's little desire, he's still fulfilling obligations. It's to a large extent a vision of almost a self-fulfilled midah keneget midah. I was driven by the excitement, the lust, the desire of relations, but now I'm driven by responsibility in that context. And Rav Yudan, the name of Rav, goes further with regards to the attempt of David to make things better, maybe not interpersonally, but between himself and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because of what he would do for the nation, it's an amazing and frightening statement. David was interested in uh, worshipping Avodah Zarah. Now, Yad Ramar Bimeir Abu Lafia in his commentary to the Gemara says, not Avodah Zarah Mamash. He wanted to do something that would look like Avodah Zarah. He was attempting to um, well, we'll see in a moment, not bring forth a Hilul Hashem to the people. Now, the context specifically with regards to the Pesukim that the Gemara will cite is during the time of the rebellion of his son, Avshalom. And as a result, well, here's the vision. We'll see it in just a few moments as David explains himself. Uh, he's nervous that by being killed, which he fears he will be, by his son, Avshalom, it'll be a tremendous Hilul Hashem to the people. Everybody's going to look. The king, who was appointed to a large extent by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, has a rebellion against his son. So instead of having them uh, in see a Hilul Hashem where God's appointed king is overthrown by his son, let's make it that it appears as if I sinned. I mean, there's a large, again, uh, look for, in the eyes of Rav Yehuda, in the name of Rav, in, on the part of David to make things better. I've affected a Hilul Hashem in the past. 
Everybody's talking about the appointee of God who sinned. Let me make things better by, ironically, sinning. This is consistent with the statement of the Gemara in Masechet Avodazaran Davdalit, specifically with the sin of David and Bathsheba. The Gemara over there suggests, again, as one opinion, suggests that David with Bathsheba was purposeful in order to open up the paths and the gates of Teshubah for people in the future. It's a difficult vision. It's certainly not what you and I want to be practicing. But that's the vision of looking to, maybe apologetically, find in David's actions some sort of silver lining of positivity. But in this context, again, it's in the aftermath of that. Rav Yudan, the name of Rav, for the second time, is envisioning David as looking to minimize, to take away a little bit from that Hilul Hashem life of himself. Uh, we certainly don't remember him that way, but it was what his fear was. Shene Imar, and he cites a pasuk which says the following, Vahid David ba'ad harosh lelohim. The pasuk describes how he's walking to the rosh, where he will worship, he'll be bowing to Elohim. What's the rosh that we refer to? Ve'en rosh, ela avodazara. When the pasuk describes a rosh, it's a reference to avodazara shene emar. It cites a pasuk in the context of, uh, well, in Sefer Daniel, you're dealing with, the, at the time, Nebuchadnezzar's pesel. The pasuk says, hu salma reshe di dehav. So the pasuk describes how the head of the avodazara, the selim, was made of gold. Well, the Rosh and the Rosh, in, the, in Rav's opinion, uh, is uh, not a Gezerah Shaval, teaching Halakha, but rather we make a symmetry of sorts to assume that the Rosh is Rosh. What happened? How did David's plan of attempting to either portray himself as worshipping Avodah or Peshat in the Gemara to worship Avodah Zarah? How's that foiled? Vihine, the Pasuk describes, Vihine Likrato, who came to greet David, and none of this conversation that we're about to read is recorded in the text. It's the Hachamim's uh, recreation of the scene. Vihine Likrato, Hushai Ha'arki, Karua kutonto va'adama al roshol. Pasuk describes how this individual, Hoshai Ha'arki, greets him. He has his clothing rent. He has his head filled with dirt. In other words, he's showing signs of mourning. Now, the simple interpretation of why he's dressed like that and why he appears like that is there's a rebellion of the son of the king against the king. He's a supporter of David. But instead of seeing it like that, Rav will envision this as my goodness, the king is about to uh, appear to or, speci- or directly commit the sin. Can you imagine what this circumstance is going to bring? I know you have the right intentions, but people will be saying about you, a king like him worshipped Avodah Zarah. Amarlo responds, David, he says, uh, well, is it better that people say um, that uh, a king like myself, the appointee, the individual who's been singing the shirot, the tishpachot of God his entire life, was killed by a son, perhaps it's better that I worship Avodah Zarah or appear to be doing so 
than to have a Hilul Shamayim Befarhes. Yeah, again, the context for us, as I understand it, is a second time that there's an attempt on the part of David. It's a vision of the life of David in the eyes of the Hachamim. The Hachamim, or Rav Yehuda Marav specifically, is envisioning and playing it out for us through two particular circumstances. The aftermath of David's sin as a life in which he's attempting to make it better. Understanding that the core of his sin certainly was this particular sin, but the reverberations were Hilul Hashem, he's trying to make that better. Turns Hushai Ha'arki to David and says to him, This is nobody's gonna say this was uh, your Hilul Hashem. Nobody's gonna say that Avshalom uh, unexpectedly, undeservedly is looking to kill you. It's your fault. What do you mean it's my fault? Why was it that you got married, and everybody's aware of this, to an eshet yifator, to a woman who was taken captive at war? We just read about it in Parashat Kitese just a few weeks ago. So Ma'acha, who's the mother of, uh, of, uh, of Shalom, is the daughter of one of the uh, foreign kings. And in turn, says Hushai, the fact that your son is turning out like, has turned out like this, nobody says is, uh, is, is anything other than uh, deservant to you because of what you did. Amar le, says David in response to Hushai Ha'arki in this recreated scene, Yifator Rahmana Shariyeh, or Sharia, Yifator, a woman who's beautiful, who's taken captive of war, the Torah says is permitted. We're all familiar with the Pesukim at the beginning of Parashat. Kitese Amar le, responds Hushai Ha'arki, and the lesson, the, the message here is... is is stronger than anything else. Says Hoshai Harki back to David. He says it may have been permitted. The Torah might give a process for how it's permitted. But ultimately speaking, the Torah also determines, if you read carefully, what the aftermath, what the, what, what the repercussions of such a circumstance will be. That's the birth of a ben sorer umore. That's the rebellious and wayward child, which is, comes almost immediately thereafter in the Torah. So the Torah goes from describing how if a person goes out to war, sees an eshetifator, wants her, can bring her in, has to go through a particular procedure, and then seemingly disconnected, but immediately afterwards in the Torah, there's this description of Ben Soreru Moreh. The description of the Hachamim in turn is, well, that's the payment or that's the potential outcome of this involvement. But wait a second, I take a step back together with you and I say, but if it's permitted, what sort of promise of the Torah is that? Or what sort of prediction of the Torah is that for us? And I return to something we've discussed on more than one occasion, and that is the Torah and, and, and the statement of the Hachamim in this context, Rashi in his commentary to the Torah cites it, is talking to the Yeser Hara of human beings. It's not describing an ideal. It's very clearly not describing an ideal. And Eshet Yifator is not your ideal way of life, but it's a circumstance where HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol looks at human beings and says, I have to work with where you're at. That doesn't mean that within this context and this structure, life will be fantastic, life will be ideal. You're not playing an ideal card. I'm working with you to the best of your capabilities. That means there's a lot of dangers that are inherent therein, which means to say in our own lives, there are circumstances of an ideal choice which you can take. And on the other hand, I could just be practically in the most mundane and regular sense. But it's permitted. It's true it's permitted. But if there's an ideal approach above and beyond in your own life, a connectedness that is 
possible and you're turning away from that, you have to understand, but even though there's no X next to my name, even though I haven't been checked off on the negative list, it doesn't mean you've been choosing, it doesn't mean you've been living the life that's ideal. The, the, the message I think is, 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 is quite clear, you know, it, we have it in the context of so, Harambam and Moreh Nebuchim envisions korbanot as being ironically a matarash in his vision, in his vision, korbanot was not the ideal approach. That's not to say that we're doing away or should do away with korbanot, but it does mean that an ideal approach, a connectedness with emotion and with, with, with intellect, which is the ideal approach of God, that means it's a, it is and was and will be a necessary connectedness Otherwise, you're shortchanging your relationship with him. So the description then of Ben Soreru Morea as coming after Eshet uh, Yifator is very telling. I'll just mention one last thing with regards to this. In, in, in Ben Soreru Morea, the Pesukim, as I mentioned on Friday night two weeks ago, four times have the Shimia aspect. He's enenu shomea bekol aviv kolimo. The three times in the context ben sorer more, and then the aft, and then the, the, the lesson of Am Yisrael is kol yishma Yisrael yishmeu viyira. We're gonna listen carefully. The failure of the ben sorer more is that he can't listen. I wonder if there's an inherent message or an implicit message over here with regards to the Torah. If you haven't been able to listen to this halacha carefully, you're gonna have a child who can't listen carefully either. But it was permitted, wasn't that what the Torah said? Said, did you listen carefully? Because I was telling you, it was nuanced. I was explaining this to you. This was never ideal, but you weren't able to hear that. The, uh, the, 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 the consequence of such is, to a certain extent, a child who's brought up in a home where we don't listen carefully, where we don't have an ability to pick up on nuances. That's the Ben Sorero More. Says the Gemara Amor Darash Rabbi Dustae de Min Beri. An individual's name was Dustae, but he's from a place called Beri. Lema David Dom. If we're to envision and to read Pesukim in just a moment, from Tehillim, we can see David as the following type of person. Kuti, to some sort of non-Jewish uh, merchant who's coming to buy, says Rashi, and he's consistently bringing down the value of what he's trying to buy. So he'll walk into the shop and he'll offer an amount, and he say, that's not the right amount, he says, but this product, and he'll downgrade it, is not so great, so therefore I should only be paying you this. And so, then you return, then he brings down the value of the product consistently, and time after time, that's who David appears to be in his bargaining, as it was with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amar David HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're going to go through a pasuk in which we're going to envision each one of these mentions as coming down that, that, that ramp of, well, can you forgive me for this? Can you even forgive me for this? Bargaining with regards to forgiveness. Ribono shel olam shigiot miyavin. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, can you forgive shigiot? Shigiot means accidental. Shogeg, I didn't do it on prayer. shivikilach. There's a granted permission, we're imagining from God, of mechila, this kapara for your shigiot. Uministarot na Kenny, can you cleanse me for sins that were done bemezid in privacy? Shevikelach, I'll forgive you for that as well. Gamizedim hasoch abdecha shevikelach, even for matters which were public and bemezid. Al yimshilu bi az etam. Yimshilu, we're reading not as control or conquering, but rather as lashon mashal. Etam, we're reading milashon tamim, complete. I don't want, says David, de la lishta'ul be rabbanan. Uh, I don't want in the future, in the study halls, people to be studying what I did 
and to make me into a mashal. I don't want me to be the lesson, the butt of the story. Don't be like David. Learn from his ways. Instead, let me be the etam. Let me be the individual who people remember as being tam, as being complete, as not having sin. Shevikelach, even that's granted to you, David Hamelech. And indeed, we know many midrashim of that sort. Veniketi mi pesha rav. Lastly, turns David and requests in the eyes of the Hachamim, can I have a nikayon? Can I have a cleansing from Pesha'arav, from all my wrong, from my wrongdoing in this context? Can you leave out the mention of my wrongdoing, of my difficult time with Batsheva from Nevi'im? Can that be left out? Can we have no, uh, no, no words, no descriptions of it? Amar lo responds HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kivyachol E-F-Shar, it's impossible. Umayot shenatalti mesarai omed vesoveach kama shanim atshaba Yehoshua veosafti lo shenemar vayikra Moshe lehoshe'a binun Yehoshua kol aparasha kula ala hat kama vechama responds HaKadosh Baruch Hu to David as it was or as it were, he says, listen, I can't do so. If the yod of Sarah, which I took out and replaced with a he, was standing and crying, what are you going to do with me? Until we found a place for it at the beginning of Yehoshua's name, at the beginning of Parashat Shelach, as Moshe grants the name Yehoshua instead of Hoshea. So an entire parashat, an entire segment which describes your actions with Bacheva, we're just going to wipe out. What's the lesson of the Hachami more than anything that actions are sticking. Actions are a reality. I can look to uh, fix my ways. I can request Teshubah. I can better anything and everything around me and even turn backward and try to make things better, but it'll never be disappeared. It'll never be Kilohaya. That's the statement here. I can't take out the text. I can grant you forgiveness. I can tell you in the future we'll talk differently about you. We can envision what you did in a different perspective and see it in a different way, but ultimately speaking, it's there, and there's nothing that can take that away. says, okay, so you've given me a lot of forgiveness. You told me you can't wipe it out. Can you at the very least forgive me for it? Answers, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyacho Amar, You should know in the future, your own son, Shalomo, will say, in Mishle, Do you think a person can have fire on his chest? And his clothing won't burn. Do you, can you imagine a person walking on coals? And his feet will not be burnt or scorched. So to a person who has relations with an eshetish, with a married woman, he won't be able to have any nikayon. So the statement of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to David at that time is you don't have a chance over here. It's a reality which is in place. Again, it's reiterating what we said a moment ago. You've done it. Can you imagine a person who's holding fire and not getting burned by him, walking on coals and not being scorched? You're no way getting around. Amar les answers David to Hakadosh Baruch Kol nitrad gavra. He speaks in first per, in third person. He says, "To that extent, do I have difficulty? Am I really ensconced by 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 uh, sin for the rest of my life and afterlife? Is there no way of fixing, of rectifying, making this better?" Amar les says Hakadosh Baruch to David, "Kabel alecha." 
Yisurin, accept upon yourself suffering. Now again, this as we've discussed on several occasions, suffering and torture could be understood in one of two ways. One way, which is a minority opinion in Judaism, is that torturing and suffering in and of itself has a way of cleansing the soul, of making you better. That's one approach. Harambam Mi'iri, explaining Harambam in Perek Al-Fa'al but in several other places, seems to suggest that torture and suffering has a different function. By being tortured, by feeling the pain, a person's supposed to become inspired. It's not that the death penalty gives you an atonement. It's that through the death penalty, a person introspects, a person looks to better themselves. Yom Kippur is not just a day on which, in, in a similar sense, I receive atonement. It's rather a day which is mukhan, which is appropriately prepared for connectedness to achieve atonement. It's a day in which it's easier and more more open for me because I'm focused on my wrongdoing to better my ways. So Yisurin is not a, a, a button which is punched, which is pushed, and in turn I've been, uh, I've been atoned because my body is so ridden with difficulty that things should be forgiven. It's rather, if I have a difficult time, as Harambam writes at the beginning of Ta'aniyot, my eyes, my heart is open to what was wrong and I look to better myself. Says God to David, The only way you'll be able to do this right is if there are Yisurin, is if you're focused better, is if you're truly introspective. Amar of Yehuda Marav, indeed David accepts it. And again, our Rav Yehuda Marav, who's expounding upon this whole episode, Shisha Chodashim Nitztarat David. For six months, number one, David has Sarat. Number two, Nistalekam Hemenu Shechina, he lost his ability to prophesy in whatever sense he had it earlier, Upirshumi Menu Sanhedrin, and lastly, the, uh, the High Court, the Supreme Court Sanhedrin, stayed away from David. He was involved with them as a judge throughout for six months of his career. That didn't exist. Where do you have reference or remez to any of this in Pesukim? Dikhtiv, as the Pasuk says, Tehateeni Be'ezov, Basuk describes how my hatat, my ability to purify myself, like mehatat of para aduma, will come through ezov, through a low-hanging shrub, which is what was used for uh, tum'a and tahara, and for uh, sarat more specifically. All right, so that's the reference to the sarat. He looks for cleansing from ezov. Secondly, who said that he lost his ability to prophesy? Who says he did didn't have the connectedness to Shekhinah, as the Pasuk says, return to me uh, the happiness of your redemptive spirit. As Maharsha points out, the ability to achieve nevuah is not mitoch atzvut, it's mitoch simhata nefesh, there's a certain happiness. I lost my sason, I lost my ability to have your connectedness to me, meaning nevuah, meaning shechina upershumi menu sanhedrin, and who said that the high court uh, left him dichtiv, as the pasuk says in David's request as well, yashuvu li yere'echa, those who fear you, you, meaning the highest individuals, should return to me, and those who know your testimony, meaning the Torah, 
Um, they've, they've gone away from me, and can you bring them back to me? Who said this was over the course of six months? Shisha chodashim minalan. Again, we're envisioning this as part of the kapara, teshuvah process of David. The six months of no shechina, no sanhedrin, and sarat. Who says it was six months? Well, read the pesukim carefully. Dichtiv, on the one hand, the pasuk says, v'hayamim Hashem alach David al Yisrael, arba'im shana. The pasuk says that David was king for 40 years. Behevron malach sheva shanim Yerushalayim malach shaloshim v'shaloshanim. It splits up seven years in Hebron, 33 years in Yerushalayim. But then the other Pasuk says, It says in Hebron, he was seven years and six months. What happened to those six months? We had a reference of 40 years, seven and 33. But then we have a Pasuk with regards to Hebron, it was seven years and six months. Why is there no mention of those six months? We can perhaps deduce from this. It was those six months where he had the Sarat, where he didn't have the Shekhinah where the Sanhedrin was separated from him it didn't feel it didn't appear as if he was a regular king because he wasn't another vision of what took place he turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he says Master of the Universe forgive me for that sin says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to him forgiven can you make a sign so that everyone will know, take away from my embarrassment. Amarle responds, Hakadosh Baruch Hu to him, Behayecha. I swear to you, any modia, excuse me, in your lifetime, I won't show it. I'll show all after your death in the lifetime of Shelomo, your son. And the Gemara goes on to detail how that took place. What's the message? What's the description? In our own lifetimes, oftentimes, when something went wrong or even when we set something in the right direction, we won't feel, we won't appreciate uh, the aftermath in the positive or negative sense to the full extent uh, it sometimes takes until after death. David, in your own lifetime, I won't be able to show that. You won't be able to derive um, the uh, self-pleasure and self-benefit of this Teshubah in your own lifetime. You will, and appropriately so, in order to have this complete, die with the embarrassment still present amongst the people. After your death, when all is said and done, and it's your son, Shilomo, who's now operating in your place, it's then that the people, and through me, will be able to understand the forgiveness that I've granted for your wrongdoing. Baruch Amen.